0: People! Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner broadcast and podcast. In this outreach radio series, you'll hear real-time conversations on the street about Christmas and then, Lord willing, we'll also share the truth about the Christ of Christmas. Please make sure to keep listening until the very end of the program for a special message from the studio, courtesy of your host, Corey McKenna. And now, in the studio
1: and on the street
0: with the Cross Current Radio Show.
1: Hi, this is Chris with the Cross Current Radio and I'm speaking with... Anthony. So Anthony, before we get going here, are you okay if this makes the show, if we release your name on air? Are you cool with that?
2: Yeah, that's perfectly fine with me.
1: Right on, right on. Thanks, man. So like I said, we're a Spiritual Speakers Corner, broadcast and podcast, and we are doing a series on Christmas right now. So... Will you be celebrating Christmas this year? Definitely. Any uh, Anything specific, exciting that you do at Christmas? Well, we have
2: a few traditions. Like we have like Christmas dinner and like the whole family comes over and yeah.
1: So you guys do gifts at all, Anthony?
2: Yeah, we like exchange gifts and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Cool. So why do you take the time and money to celebrate Christmas?
2: Well, it's like out of the whole year that people have done good things for you that's your way of like thanking them so you buy them something nice and you give it to them and like it's like giving thanks basically
1: so what does christmas personally mean to you
2: well christmas is my favorite season i mean holiday and like winter is my favorite season and christmas means like a lot when like the family comes over and you get to like have the whole family together and like sit down by the fireplace and just like Share good times, basically.
1: Yeah, right on. So you love winter. You love doing stuff in the winter. Do you do any uh, winter sports at all?
2: Yeah, I used to play hockey, and I'm getting into
1: snowboarding this season. Nice, right on. Cool. That sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. So if you were to give me a summary of the Christmas story, how would you summarize the Christmas story? What do you mean the Christmas story? Do you not know the Christmas story? Do Do you know why we celebrate Christmas, first off? Because of St. Nick St. Nick, okay Any other reasons, like what does the word Christmas mean? Christmas to me just brings like Santa
2: Like that's the main thing, Santa okay. Yeah
1: okay. You said uh, Jesus Christ's birth Have you ever, ever heard about that, Anthony?
2: Yeah, I've heard about that and, But like, I'm, no, I'm personally not religious But okay. yeah, I've heard of that
1: When you celebrate Christmas It has nothing to do with Christ's birth at all Like that's never entered your mind before
2: Well, some of my, like, great-grandparents and stuff like that, they're religious, and, like, I respect that, obviously, but our household, we don't celebrate, like, the birth of, uh, Jesus or whatever, and, like, yeah.
1: Now, back to Jesus' birth, do you know why Jesus came to this earth? Like, do you have any idea why he came?
2: Uh, he resurrected from his death or something, I heard.
1: Okay, do you know why he was born as a baby, Anthony? Not really, no. I've never read the Bible or anything. Really? Okay. Neat. I'm, I'm glad I get to talk with you tonight. I really I really want to thank you for just taking the time to talk to me about Christmas. So, I'm a born-again Christian. Now, Anthony, why do you think I would call myself a born-again Christian? First of all, maybe you think it's crazy that I would call myself a born-again Christian, but maybe I'd just love to hear your thoughts about and and get into inside your head about why you think I am a born-again Christian.
2: Well... It could have something to do with, like, the resurrection of Jesus. And, like, when you say born again,
1: I kind of, there's a similarity there. And, yeah. So, Jesus came down as a baby. All right? He became one of us. He was fully God, yet he was fully man. Okay? So, he identifies with you and I. He knows what it's like to be hungry, etc. Right? So, so, he became one of us, but yet he was without sin. So, do you know what sin is? No, not really. No idea at all what sin is?
2: I think sin's a, like, it's kind of like, it's hard to explain what I've heard, but, like, just define it for me. Okay.
1: So, sin is breaking God's law. Okay? Or sin is um, violating God himself. So, so what I mean by that is God is perfect. Alright? So, he never tells lies. All right he never steals, and he never commits adultery right he's He's perfect in every way now, if I was to ask you do you of, of your top ten best friends or your top ten friends, would they think that you are a good person? Most of them yeah okay. yeah, on a scale of one to ten, what would they rate you as
2: on like good like ten being really good um probably about uh seven or eight.
1: So, not perfect then?
2: No, not perfect.
1: So, what standard are you using to measure that by? You ever think about that, Anthony?
2: What standard? Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well,
1: obviously, you, you're rating yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, and you're thinking it through. Well, obviously, you know you're not a 10. How do you know that you're not a 10? That's, that's kind of like what measuring stick are you using to say, I don't think I'm a 10?
2: Well, there's some things that I'm not too proud of myself of, obviously, so that makes it, like, higher. So that means, like, and then there's things that I'm really proud of, so that makes it, like, that evens it out.
1: Jesus says, in order to go to heaven, we must be perfect, All right. So I, I often ask people this, how many lies in your entire life have you told? Surprisingly, not a
2: lot, actually. I'm quite honest with anything. Even if it's, a, even if it's bad, i just say,
1: yeah, I did this, or something like that. But you still told a couple of lies? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've told a couple of lies. Now, what do we call someone who tells lies? And by the way, Anthony, I've done this as well. Like, I'm not standing here saying, oh, I'm, I'm this good person that's got... No, I've, I've done this as well, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm just explaining to you, in the whole theme of Christmas, why Christ had to come. And, and so... First of all, I'm starting off with understanding our sin, all right? Understanding what sin is. It's Okay, like we said, it's breaking God's law. And so that's why I'm asking, hey, have you ever told lies, right? What do you call someone who tells lies? You call them a liar. Right. You got it, man. <laughs> Most people take some for effort to get it, but You got it right off the bat. Here. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, that's all you hear in school is you're a liar. Like, you took my pencil. No, I didn't. You're a liar. That's all you hear.
1: And I don't know if you've ever thought of it, but what standard is everyone using to determine whether someone lies you ever think about that anthony like what standard are they using they're obviously holding people up to a moral standard that's like okay it's wrong for you to tell a lie and they know what a lie is because why well i think it's like um they i think
2: they think if they ever have ever done that if they answer no then that's obviously a higher thing like on the rate to one to ten that's obviously higher because they haven't done it so that's bad Okay,
1: but here's the thing. Jesus himself says in John 14, uh, 6, it says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So when you think of it, we all use a standard of truth. And I would wager that standard of truth comes from God himself. For Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so, so when we tell lies, that makes us a liar. Now, have you ever stolen anything? or how many things have you stole in in your entire life?
2: I haven't stolen from like stores, but like I mean I've stolen from my sister and stuff,
1: obviously, so yeah. Great. And I appreciate your honesty on that, I know you're clacking your teeth here. <laughs> so so what do we call someone who steals? A stealer. Love it, that's a Pittsburgh football team, right? Steelers, yeah. <laughs> or around here we'll call it a thief, right? Yeah, thief. Stealer. There you go. Yeah. yeah, no, that's great. So here's the thing. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after that comes the judgment. All right. Now, do you think that when you stand before God on judgment day, and he judges you by his standard, which is perfection, do you think that you would be innocent or guilty?
2: From this past year, probably in between. There's things I'm proud of, and there's things I'm not proud of. So it's kind of like in between, more towards the innocent side.
1: So, if someone lies to you, would you say they're innocent or guilty? Guilt? Uh, it depends what
2: they, they lied to me about. If it's something big, then they're guilty. But If it's something I can just brush off, then I wouldn't hold a grudge to them.
1: So check this out, Anthony. I have a two-year-old at home. Now, if I lie to my two-year-old, do you think he's going to catch on? Probably not. No. So what about my wife, if I lie to my wife?
2: Yeah, she'd catch on, because there's, there's like, differences
1: between your two-year-old and your wife. That's right. That's right. Now, if I lie to my boss, what's going to happen to me then? I mean, if you lie to your boss,
2: then, if it's something big that you lied about, then he's most likely going to fire you.
1: Right, right. Now, what happens if I lie in a uh, judicial court or in a Supreme Court? Then you're in big trouble. (laughs) Like seven years right in prison now now do you see the difference it's not the lie per se but it is who I lie to right now think about this when I lie to an eternal God right who created me in his image that deserves an eternal payment all right so if I lie once I'm guilty before God just like if I murdered once or if I stole a car once. I mean, we don't tell a judge, well, I only did it once. <laughs> He's it doesn't matter if you did it once. You still did it, right? Right, right. And, and for a judge to uphold justice, to be a good judge, what does he need to do if someone's committed a crime?
2: He needs. Well, if you're lying, he obviously needs to catch the lie. And then he needs to think of like a good consequence for you
1: because he did that, so to speak. So, if I, if I stole a car and I'm guilty, he's going to give me justice, right? Yeah. Right? Now, I don't know if you've ever thought of this before, Anthony. Did you ever think about God's goodness being your greatest problem? See, a lot of people think that God's goodness, like I'll explain this to you a bit, just, just to pick your brain. I know I'm, I'm lo- unloading a lot of stuff in you tonight. I really appreciate, again, your time. God's goodness being our greatest problem. Right, Because God is good, just like a good judge in a courtroom needs to bring justice against those who've committed a crime. God's goodness is our greatest problem because God is good. He needs to bring justice against our sins. So our lies, our, our thievings, or, or what have you, He needs to bring justice against that. You ever think about that?
2: Sometimes. Now that you brought it up, I'm like thinking about it now. So yeah, I agree.
3: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Cross Current. From our family and ministry to yours, we want to thank all those who partnered with us for another amazing year of ministry. Through your support, thousands of unbelievers heard the life-changing message of Jesus this year, and thousands more Christians were equipped to share Him with others. Now that 2019 is coming to a close, we humbly ask that you remember our gospel ministry with your year-end giving. To support us with your year-end gift, simply go to thecrosscurrent.com gift, G-I-F-T, today. When you give any amount, you'll receive the free audiobook, The Only Way to Calm the Craziness of Christmas by Corey McKenna. Canada needs Christ, and on behalf of our entire team here at The Cross Current, Merry Christmas, and we thank God for you and your partnership in His Gospel
1: if you stood before God on judgment day and he saw you as a liar and a thief would you be innocent or guilty? Guilty. What would you deserve? No presents from Santa. Okay, no presents from Santa. But you know that the Bible says that it's appointed unto man once to die and after that comes a judgment and we are either going to deserve Heaven, or we're gonna deserve hell? How many of us do you think deserve heaven? Most. None. None of us. Because the reality is all of us have sinned. Therefore all of us deserve to go to hell because God's just and holy and needs to bring justice against our sin. But this is why Christmas is so amazing because God became one of us, Jesus, and lived the perfect life that you and I could not live alright and at the age of 33 he went to the cross now what do you think um, happened on the cross do you have any idea at all what happened on the cross Anthony
2: well I've seen like the cross and he's, his arms are like out and like nailed and same with his feet
1: do you have any idea why that is or, or what all happened on the cross not really no no idea at all like i i'm just i'm just asking to see what you know about like the cross the crucifixion like we celebrate easter every year right like do you have any idea why jesus did that
2: i i honestly don't like sorry but i don't hey
1: no no worries man so so here's the thing i'd love to explain to you why that is see back to that courtroom scenario we're guilty. We stand before God condemned just like a criminal in a courtroom. And and so here's the thing, God's goodness is our greatest problem and, and hell exists because God is love. A lot of people think that, well hell, why would a loving God send people to hell?
3: Well
1: it's because they don't understand that God is just and he's holy and he needs to bring justice against our sin. But god demonstrated the greatest act of mercy by sending jesus to this earth and he lived a perfect life that none of us could live and at the age of 33 he went to the cross now this is key to to understand what happened on the cross was not just the fact that jesus suffered at the hands of roman soldiers but anthony rather what happened on the cross yes he suffered at the hands of roman soldiers but much more than that, it says in 2 Corinthians 5, this is in the Bible, 2 Corinthians 5, 21 says, God made him, talking about Jesus, who knew no sin, to become sin for us in our place. So Jesus took on our sin on the cross and God the Father literally poured out his wrath. Or p- picture this, he poured out the punishment that we deserve to spend in eternity paying for in hell he poured it out on his son, Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. If we repent, right, and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins, God will grant us eternal life because of what Jesus did on the cross. The finished work that Jesus did on the cross. He, he's fully satisfied the wrath that we deserve to spend eternity in helping paying for our sin and if we repent and put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ the forgiveness that he bought is extended to us and there's nothing good that we can do to earn our way to have you ever heard it told that way before Anthony
2: yeah it sounds familiar and like yeah I've heard that story before Okay, because
1: when we talked earlier uh, my understanding was you didn't know much about the, the whole reason why Jesus came but Maybe now this helps you understand a bit more what I'm, what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, once you started talking, it kind
1: of like, like a light bulb went on, and I remembered. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So back to the question I asked earlier, why do you think I'm a born-again Christian? Does that help you understand why I would call myself a born-again Christian? Because here's the thing. God saved me. He graciously granted me repentance and opened my eyes to the truth of the gospel because I was dead and my trespasses and sins Uh, I you know I didn't seek after God but he came and sought after me and the reason I'm out here telling you about this tonight is because I care about your soul right now if I didn't tell you the truth would that be loving of me just to walk by you and not tell you the truth when I knew the truth about you before a holy God, when you when you stand before Him on Judgment Day, and realize that we are all sinners. No, like,
2: I mean you ha- you, like since what you just told me and what like refreshed my mind. I know that you're telling the truth, obviously. So.
1: So here's the thing: the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. You know, not tomorrow, not next week, but today. Right now, I am not the one responsible for you to make a decision. This is something that you need to do between you and God. It can't go through another minister or some other guy. It's between you and God, right, that you have to do business. And my encouragement to you tonight is before your head hits the pillow, is you pray and cry out to God to grant you repentance and that He would show you the truth of who He is and you would turn from your sin and you would put your faith and trust in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sin. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, that yeah, that makes sense to me.
1: I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down and talk with me today about Christmas. And is it okay if I just pray with you before we end this show here? Yeah, that's fine. Alright, I'll just pray for you. Oh Father, we thank you so much for the gift that you've given to us through your son, Jesus Christ. And Father, I just pray right now that the true meaning of Christmas would be made alive in Anthony's heart tonight. I pray that you would grant him repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth. Thank you for leading him to have this conversation with us tonight. And Father, I thank you for the gospel, the good news of salvation. Father, I pray that you... Would convict him of his sin and he would turn from his sin and put his faith and trust in your one and only Son Jesus. And I pray that through your Holy Spirit you would make him alive to receive the gospel. In Jesus' name. Amen. Uh.
4: Let's get personal uh. and
0: make sharing your
2: faith a part of every day.
0: Welcome to Let's Get Personal, a 60-second sample of personal witness training with The Cross Current. Who do you say that Jesus is? This simple question Jesus asked His friends is the same question we can ask our friends to get a conversation started about Him. After your friend shares their opinion, why not open scripture and share what God says about himself? Because sharing God's word is the goal of all personal witness. And that's just a glimpse of how TCC can help you and your church normalize sharing Christ in all your personal relationships. Personal. Personal. For more personal witness center training, visit
4: thecrosscurrent.com.
0: Do you know the true meaning of Christmas? We're celebrating Jesus' birth. Jesus is the
2: reason for the season.
0: People say, you know, that Jesus was born. and That's not with me.
2: That's not with you. How would you summarize the Christmas story? What do you mean the Christmas story? Oh, I'd like to know
4: what the true meaning is.
3: Tune in to the outreach radio show that's really got people talking and hear good news of great joy this Christmas on the Cross Current
0: Radio Show. That's how fast our witness with lost loved ones can slide if we're not careful and prayerful when sharing Christ at Christmas time. And that's why in this series, we're offering quick tips for keeping Christ in Christmas with family and friends. Quick tip one was keep Christ in Christmas by pen. Quick tip two was keep Christ in Christmas by portable recorder. And here's quick tip three, keep Christ in Christmas with prayer. Many families feel obligated to say grace before Christmas dinner, so why don't you offer to give thanks this year? Start by inviting everyone to thank God for something before you personally thank Him for the gift of His Son. And that's quick tip number three for keeping Christ in Christmas with family and friends.
4: God made everything. God created Adam and Eve. They were very happy. But God gave them a rule. He said, do not eat of the fruit of this tree. Adam and Eve disobeyed God. They ate the fruit. Disobeying God is called sin. Sin ruined everything. And because of sin, bad things happened. So God gave us the Ten Commandments to show us how we should live. In the first commandment, God says, love me with all your heart. In the commandment, God says, worship me one day a week. God also says, honor your mommy and daddy. And another commandment, He tells us, do not steal. He also says, do not lie. And no matter how hard we try, we all rate God's commandments. But because God loves us so much, He made a way for us to be forgiven. God sent His Son into the world to be born as a baby. His name was Jesus. Jesus grew up, and His parents were very proud of Him. Jesus always loved God and obeyed Him, and He was also very loving to others, too. Jesus did amazing things. He walked on water. He healed sick people and taught us more about God's Ten Commandments. Jesus never broke God's commandments, not even one. That means he never sinned. Remember, each of us has broken God's commandments many times. We deserve to be punished. And God's place of punishment is called hell. But Jesus took the punishment for our sins. Jesus died for the whole world, and then he came back to life. If we turn from our sins and trust Jesus, God will forgive us, and when we obey God's commandments, we show Him that we love Him. God will never leave you, and Jesus will be your friend for life. And one day, we can go to heaven to live with God forever. And that's how we really have a Merry Christmas.
0: Hi, this is Corey McKenna, and thanks so much for interrupting your holiday hustle and bustle to hang with us. Throughout this series, I've been closing out our time by sharing hints from Scripture to help us all make the most of Christmas. And here's this week's encouragement. Praise God for sending His Son. Luke 2, verses 13 and 14, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest. Let's give God glory for sending his only Son to become our curse, to bear our wrath, to die in our place, and to rise from the dead for our justification, so that through faith in him we can be reconciled to God forever. Thanks again for tuning in. You'll find us online at tccradio.com. And for more info on having us equip your church, visit thecrosscurrent.com. I'm Corey McKenna in the studio and on the street, keeping the cross current in our culture.
3: Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Cross Current. From our family and ministry to yours, we want to thank all those who partner with us for another amazing year of ministry. Through your support, thousands of unbelievers heard the life-changing message of Jesus this year, and thousands more Christians were equipped to share Him with others. Now that 2019 is coming to a close, we humbly ask that you remember our gospel ministry with your year-end giving. To support us with your year-end gift, simply go to thecrosscurrent.com/gift. G-I-F-T today. When you give any amount, you'll receive the free audiobook, "The Only Way to Calm the Craziness of Christmas" by Corey McKenna. Canada needs Christ, and on behalf of our entire team here at the Crosscurrent, Merry Christmas, and we thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.